thinky, thirsty, and over 30. Welcome to Afternoon Army, a safe place for grown armies to dish and discover BTS. We are four ladies who just wanted to know their names and now can explain the meaning of Lachimolala. New to Army? No problem. Come along as we explore all the important businesses that Bongtan throws our way. Join us on the last Tuesday of every month as we hop in the clown car and drive to the circus. And stay tuned for shorter, snack-sized episodes between hosts and various correspondents. Because one thing we know is that content, well, it just keeps on coming. All right. Well, hey, everyone. Welcome to our second episode of our official Afternoon Army podcast. And this is going to be on the shorter side. So one thing that we're going to be doing with this podcast is once a month on the uh, last Tuesday of every month, we're going to have a full length, longer episode. And then throughout the month, we'll be doing a lot of these kind of like shorter snack size episodes that are between like 10 minutes and 30 minutes. So something you can enjoy like walking your dog or running errands or whatever. And and this is simply because there's just so much content out in Bangtan world that we just think that this is a really good model to be able to like deep dive into like little parts of BTS life that we think are really fun and we hope resonate with you as well. Tonight, just because we are a new podcast that is just kind of getting started, we thought it would be fun to talk about the, some of the symbols that are in uh, in BTS. And to kick things off, I wanted to start with addressing the whale because for our own podcast, we're using a whale motif as well. And whales are really special to BTS and to ARMY, and you may be wondering why. So, Tanya, would you be up for talking a little bit about how the whale came to be an important symbol for BTS and ARMY and thus our pod? Absolutely. Yeah, BTS life and ARMY life is so loaded with symbolism and lore. There's a whole lore that uh, we are all even still learning. And the whale, you may have noticed, is an important motif. Now, I may be getting some of this wrong. And so if any of you out there are veteran ARMY, please set us straight if we ever get anything wrong, because I'm just still trying to piece a lot of this together. But uh, around 2015, BTS released a song called Whalian 52. And uh, I don't know a lot of the history of the song, but I do know the story that the song is based on uh, because I looked it up in the news. And there is at first when I first heard the song, I thought it was just a story that Namjoon maybe came up with as the theme for the song. And actually, there really is a whale in the ocean that uh, it, I don't know if it has some kind of physical deformity or a vocal you know, problem of some kind, but it's, it talks or sings at 52 hertz, which is so low that the other whales can't hear it. And so the, the science news articles that you can look it up on the web, the science news articles have dubbed it the loneliest whale in the world. It was just heartbreaking, absolutely heartbreaking. Uh, and uh, so I, I assume, and I know this, I assume it was Namjoon who had read about this and, and uh, designed a song around it. Um, and it's really about uh, feeling 
lo- you know, loneliness and feeling like you're an alien, which is why it's whalian, right? The loneliest whale in the world is also kind of an alien to the rest of its species and being different. And, and each of the members saying about a different part of this and the rap line members, especially each did different uh, rap verses about their own experiences with loneliness and feeling alien uh, in the world. Uh, so it's a very moving song. It's also very beautiful. And uh, yeah, so the whale became an important symbol. And then I think when when later when Taehyung uh, coined the term Borahei, I purple you for army, which we'll talk about later, um, the whale became purple. And so there's a lot of whale imagery in BTS. It's even in the game. Uh, the, the the in the song video game is about uh, BTS getting uh, stranded on a on a deserted island and uh, riding on the back of a whale. So it's a very important symbolism. And I think one of the reasons we wanted to start here and that we chose to keep a whale symbol on our even on our podcast logo is that a lot of us are older fans. Um, most uh, many of you probably also came to BTS through enjoying other kinds of Korean entertainment, including K dramas. Most of us are over 30, although you certainly don't have to be to be one of our our our, our people. And, uh, you know, sometimes as an older fan, we can feel like a like a alien, right? As like like an alien in the fandom. Uh, and so we, with this episode, would like to invite you to come and find your pod, your podcast, and your whale pod. <laughs> so come find your pod and uh, join the other whaleians and we can all uh, enjoy BTS together. Mm, thank you, Tanya. That's really cute. And yeah, I love it. I love that story and I love the idea of coming together and finding your pod because for me, this is one of the things that, you know, I think there's always like a lot of media buzz about how social media can be very distancing and isolating. And I have, I've felt so lucky that it's been such the opposite for me in my life and that, you know, through Twitter, I was able to make really good writer friends that eventually I started the Afternoon um, Delight podcast with after we were friends for like over 10 years. And then through that podcast, being able to connect to listeners, making friends with all of you, getting into BTS with all of you, and then kind of spinning off and doing our own thing. And it's just been so special. And so I really do like this idea of, you know, it's about finding your people or finding your pot. So thank you very much to all of you. And it really is something I'm really excited about. Leah, what's the story with the BTS trapezoid logo? What a great question, Megan. Thank you. Um, So... Yeah, I wanted to talk a little bit about the logo because that trapezoid logo that we all know, love, and associate with BTS only hit the scene in 2017. And before that, their logo was, to me, like, I can't put it that nicely. It it really was kind of a hot mess. So BTS stands for Bongtan Soyeondan, or Bulletproof Boy Scouts. And their earliest logo was not subtle. It featured a literal bulletproof vest with a lot of flair, along with the BTS inscription. And on the side were like lightning bolts and like spikes, and it formed like a circular ring around the vest. So you can look it up, see it, be happy we've moved on, frankly. Then there were like some circles during the Wings era, uh, four circles. There were like two iterations of the circles, and like they were okay, but there was still like a lot of room for improvement. And then, you know, thanks to God, the universe, St. Jimin, designers who've been, uh, like, it's actually anonymous. Like, we don't know what design company came up with this logo. Things took a turn. So in 2017, the rebrand to this iconic trapezoid logo um, came out, and it 
is meant to resemble two doors opening from the inside. And then you can't talk about the BTS logo without addressing the symbol for ARMY, which is the trapezoids in reverse, which is meant to be like seeing the doors open from the outside, where we have ARMY actually meeting BTS kind of at the door. And then if you put them on top of each other, it creates kind of this full bulletproof shield. And that's to signify the idea that the BTS mission was to protect youth from prejudice. That was like their stated mission. And it also came about at a time where they were signaling kind of what BTS could also stand for, which was the idea of moving beyond the scene, which is BTS beyond the scene. So that's like another meaning now layered into BTS. And overall, I just really think it's clean lines, it's minimalist, and it has like a slight futuristic vibe, and it's instantly identifiable as the band or as ARMY, and what more can you want in a logo? I feel like their original logo was super masculine too, and I don't know if that was like just, a like not a choice, but they just didn't realize it at the time, because for me, BTS really symbol symbolizes um, a lot of the time they're very comfortable in who they are and like they touch on both their masculinity and femininity and I feel like that first logo was just like very like in your face like we're boys like we're men going forward and so this is just like beautiful and it's aesthetically pleasing like they are um, and I, I don't know maybe that thinking that personally but I don't know I just feel like it's almost like a more welcoming logo and like a soccer logo and their image has kind of like um, grown into that, like progressed into this, like, and they're just totally different than they were at their debut. And it's not a bad thing. I think it's a beautiful thing. Yeah. And then Allison, when did BTS go to purple as kind of their identifying color? And what is the origin behind the popular phrase Borahe? Well, V coined that phrase Borahe in 2016 at their third fan meet. Um, or muster, and it's a combination of Bora, Purple, and Serengay, I love you. And he said this when he, in that um, fan meet, purple is the rainbow's last color. It means I will continue to trust and love you for a long time. Like the meaning of purple, I wish I can see you for a long time. So let's trust and love each other until the end, just like the color purple, which is the last color of the rainbow. And so you can like look up on YouTube of just like, him saying, I purple you and Borahe, and it's just the sweetest. Yeah, I mean, what there's like, it's like a mic drop. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And that's why, like, the, the I purple you, purple is the color for BTS. It's meaningful on so many ways. Like, when you're chatting with ARMY, you know, sending purple hearts, I purple you. I see you as fellow ARMY. Like, we're together with this and in this. And then, Megan, what is the story behind all the little characters that are associated with BTS? Like, folks might see a cookie or a llama or a pink bunny. Can you talk to us a little bit about Line Friends? Yes. So I learned a lot about Line Friends, and I didn't realize how meaning, like, meaningful the characters were to them specifically, which was really fun to find out. But basically what happened was in 2017, Line Friends, which is a company that makes these, like, really cute little characters, collaborated with BTS to make characters in place of, like, an actual avatar that looked like the members. And so the, it wasn't so much in their likeness, it's just what kind of, like, they basically draw a character and they get these big sketch. Start with each member. So we're going to start with Koya, who was created by RM. 
And according to the BT21 website, Hoya is exceptionally bright and talented. He's a sleeping cutie full of thoughts and thoughts of sleeping. In the video, RM was really adamant about the koala being very unique and extremely cute. He drew it himself and he drew like 20 little koalas doing all different things like climbing bamboo and eating and sleeping and doing all these things. Yes, it's just like in a video, all of a sudden they're talking about Hoya. Um, but in one of the, like the fourth or fifth video when they're actually presenting um, their character, um, RM said that Koya would be the type of character to post teary selfies from bed. Like as maybe was crying, <laughs> I don't really know what that means. But I thought it was really cute. Next we have RJ, um, according to the, and that is Jin's character. RJ is Jin's character. It's the fluffy little llama with a um, bandana. According to the BT21 website, RJ loves to both cook and eat. RJ's fluffy fur and warm heart makes everyone feel that they're at home, which I think is like very on brand for Jin. Like that's like kind of perfect for Jin. I feel like he's like that in real life. Jin in the video said he had been drawing this particular character for two years. And he was doing that because people told them that he looked like a llama when he ate and then mumbled while he was eating, which I thought was really cute. And the name RJ comes from a mix of alpaca. Um, in Korean, when you say alpaca, it actually starts with a AR sound and the J for Jin, because he really wanted to name him Jin, but he didn't think that was fair. So he named him RJ. The origin of Shuki is one of my favorites. Allison, you're gonna love this. So Shuki was created by Suga, but to back up a little bit, when Suga started drawing, he only drew pictures of Holly. He drew all of Holly's expressions. If Holly was sleeping, eating, happy to see him, sad, he just drew Holly. So they really didn't have a character for him. So they actually created Shuki for him. Shuki is a chocolate chip cookie, believe it or not. He loves jokes. He especially loves to play jokes on his friend. Um, and what he hates the most is milk. And I'll go back to Shuki because he is actually attached to a number of members character. Mong was next and Mong is J-Hope's character. According to the BT21 website, when dancing, Mong is cooler than ever. Veiled under a mask, Mong's true identity remains a secret. Um, his species is unknown. Uh, Mong has a heart on his uh, mouth, like what would be his mouth. J-Hope drew a heart specifically for the mouth because J-Hope said when he smiles, his mouth makes a heart. That that was adorable. He, oh, he named it Mong because Hui Mong is the noun for hope in Korean. Um, and I did not know that. So I thought that was kind of like a cool addition to that. And I mean, we could talk for hours on another podcast on why he wears a mask. But anyway, it's Chimmy's next. And I will say that Jimin automatically drew Chimmy. That was the original character he drew. There was like no other real, it, like, interpretation. Jimin says that he made Chimmy chubby and with a small face because Jimin is also chubby with a small face. And Chim Chim was given the name Chim Chim because that's Jimin's nickname. According to the BT21 website, Chimmy enjoys wearing a yellow hoodie and is born with a passion to work hard on everything no matter what. That was really cute. Tata was created by V. Each character, um, Tay drew a lot. It was something that he had been drawing for a while. According to the website, Tata is a prince from another planet. And he has a super stretchy body as well as supernatural uh, powers. And then the V drew Tata and all these different characters with like different bodies. Um, and he was really adamant about the character being able to become whatever the friend needed. 
So whatever the person that acquired him or was with him needed, that's what Tata would become. So I thought that was really cute. Cookie was created by Jungkook, and pretty much he drew um, Cookie right away. According to the website, Cookie hopes to break out of the stereotypes from uh, the cute appearance of a bunny and become tough. Some of the bunnies that JK drew had a lot of muscles and like was very detailed and they were like, yeah, sorry, that bunny's not going to look like that, but that's great. And in the end, we find out that Cookie is named Cookie because he loves chocolate chip cookies, which the animators went on and uh, ran with. And that's why Shookie is a chocolate chip cookie. And you see him with Cookie all the time because they live, they, they're together. Because Cookie loves chocolate chip cookies. Next we have Van, and it's the gray character. One of the eyes is an X. Um, and according to the website, Van seems to know everything about the world and protects BT21 24-7. He's also, according to RM, he represents the BTS fandom and ARMY. And so I thought that was really interesting. I didn't know that about Van when I first looked it up. Um, and also... Van is like really heavily featured in the animated series. There is an animated series of the Line Friends. So if you want to know anything else about the Line Friends, go look up the BT21 universe. It's really cute. There's lots of videos and you can find um, the characters all over the place, online shops, K-pop shops, um, and check your local K-pop stores. Check there because they always have really good merchandise. I know I found lots of BT21 merchandise at my local K-pop shop. But yeah, so there you have it. And what, one last thing, as I heard, and I think that they purposely made all the characters no specific gender, which I thought was really cool and forward thinking. Oh, the other thing I wanted to mention, just because Tanya loves J-Hope so much, J-Hope specifically picked a horse um, because he felt like horses and horse characters get a bad rap. So he wanted people to like horses again, which I thought was really cute. <laughs> That's, that's like, just so him to want to rehabilitate yeah. the image of horses. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if it's like uh, culturally, but he was like, well, you know, nobody ever picks the horse character. So I'm going to make, you know, I'm going to pick, make mine a horse. That's what I'm doing. And so it's just fun. Like what I love about BT21 is it's one of those things that if you are at the grocery store or, you know, at a concert or walking around and you see a character on someone's bag or backpack or their wallet or phone case, you immediately know we're besties now. Like you obviously, you're obviously in the gang as well. <laughs> yeah, I think they're pretty much universally loved and adopted by ARMY too. Uh, and I, I wanted to mention one quick thing, uh, which is I, I have a theory actually about J-Hope and the horse, which is I think that he he got um, ridiculed a lot and criticized a lot for having a kind of a long face, which doesn't really fit the Korean beauty standard from what I've heard and read. Uh, and that he, um, uh, because he has a longer face, had been teased and called horse face. And so I have a oh, feeling God, that, yeah. that that's where that comes from, I think. So there's a BT21 is, there's some depth there. We'll have to do another episode on it sometime. The last thing I'm going to say about like the BT21 characters is I know they all love their characters, but truly no one loves their character like Jin. Because Jin and RJ are like, there's just a lot between Jin and I. I've never seen someone love their stuff. I mean, like, yeah, he, he loves that stuff llama with his whole heart. <laughs> Have you seen? Okay, so there's pictures from when he um, came to L.A. I caught them on Twitter. He has a, like, gold Louis Vuitton shopper, like, shopping bag that's, like, that heavy cardboard. And that's where RJ is. 
So when you see him carrying that chopper, for Jay's in there. Which I just think is the cutest thing ever because he has like his own bag. He has like his own carrying case, which like, okay. It's, it's eccentric and weird and I love it. All right. So hopefully that was a fun little snack and you got a sense of why you see whale motifs um, associated so much with BTS, including as the logo for our own afternoon podcast, why purple is kind of the iconic color for BTS, a little bit more about the history of the logo and in the army logo, and then why you see all these adorable little creatures affiliated with BTS. And to close things out, What's one BTS song that you feel like you've listened to a lot in the last couple of weeks? The song I've been listening to just on repeat lately is Born Singer. Like, I, I just can't stop listening mm. to it. It's so good. It's it just, so good. It builds, and you get to hear JK's beautiful voice, beautiful voice at the beginning. Oh, it's beautiful. Mm, I agree. I've been listening to that a lot, too. All right, Megan. The song we have on loop in our house is Anpan Mom because we have a new army in the house and that's her new favorite song. So we listen to that a lot. It just happens to be the first one on the playlist I made. So when we get in the car, it's like the first one that plays, but she is all about it. She's even watched the video on YouTube, one of their performances, and she's learning the dance. So we'll see how that works out. That's so fun. And then Tanya, how about you? For me lately, I've been really loving um, a song called Heartbeat, which is one of their not very well-known songs. And you'll be shocked to know that I started liking it because J-Hope recommended it. I think it was asked <laughs> on a little uh, radio show that he did uh, what was a song that uh, he felt was like kind of a undervalued or, or less well-recognized song of BTS. And he mentioned Heartbeat. And I hadn't heard it yet, so I went and listened to it. And it's a song, there's a music video for it, and it's associated with um, if you've already listened to our afternoon uh, or our afternoon army 101 episode, uh, we talked about BTS universe, which is this alternate reality parallel universe with them playing different uh, characters. And uh, it was a song that I think was developed for that because there's a music video where they're each in character, and it's a beautiful song, very beautiful, and it has some some great um, uh, verses from the rap line in it as well as uh, vocal line. Fun. And then for me, you know, something I've been listening to a lot, I've been listening to Born Singer a lot, actually, but I've also been listening to Save Me a lot. I feel like that's kind of like my morning, uh, like going to work song, which maybe is like metaphorical. <laughs> um, yeah, I've been listening to that song quite a lot in the last week, especially. It's been in high rotation and I just love it. I love like the emo Jimin open. And it has such good energy. It does. It has like a good build. Yeah, that's so a great very song hooky, for the morning. And it's like that, like, <laughs> yeah, the electro pop never goes astray, so it's really fun. Yeah, yeah. I made my sister. Uh, she teaches spin classes, and so I made her uh, just the Kings. It's all BTS spin like music for oh, her yeah. spin class, and I think yeah, that one's perfect. <laughs> so. Hey, I would go to a spin class if it was all just BTS songs. Yeah. 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 It's, it's been fun. She now does K-pop Fridays, and so I make her, like, K-pop mixes for her spin classes. <laughs> it's really, it's a good time for me, and it's making me listen to, like, non-BTS K-pop. Yeah. Um, so it's it's been great. <laughs> yeah, that's really fun. 
All right. Well, this was a fun snack. Hopefully you found it enjoyable and we'll be doing a lot more snacks as well. And then just a reminder that we will be doing our full length episodes monthly the last Tuesday of the month. But yeah, we'll be catching you with these snack sized shows, you know, sporadically throughout every month. And all right. So what do we say? Jorge! Can't get enough of BTS? Cool. Neither can we. So between shows, why don't you hop on over to at Afternoon Army on Instagram and join the conversation. Want to support us as a newer podcast hitting the scene? Share the love by leaving us a five-star review on Apple or Spotify. And last, but certainly not least, don't forget to check out the other pod in our network, Afternoon of Delight K-Drama. Deep dives from three romance authors with new episodes every Wednesday.